Hello, I'm Tony Shumbrell Snardella. And I'm Dominica Dulia Hello and welcome to another episode of Shumcast Dom. Oh my God, we've got Clayton Jacobson on the show today. He is the director of Kenny. You know, oh, Kenny. Oh yeah, great, great. He great, wrote it great, too, great, he wrote great. it. But anyway, yes. I just wanted to say how nervous Ralph is, I've never seen him so nervous. He's sweating bullets. Well, no, no, he's, he's a director, bullets. you know. He's, he's got all tongue-tied when he spoke to him on the phone. Oh, my God. Anyway, without further ado, what are we going to do? Introduce him, Clayton Jacobson. Clayton Jacobson. Oh, oh, you're, not gonna, you're not going to introduce us first. Mate, you're no. so fucking nervous. What's wrong with you? I've done, we've got a superstar on the, on the yeah, show. Yeah, well, let's go. Well, who are you? But, um, but next week, we've got Brian De Palma. You're getting me mixed up with my brother. <laughs> oh, no, he's a freak. Anyway, <laughs> anyway introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Tony Shumpnardella. And I'm Dominica Dulia-Sombada. Welcome to Shumpcast. We've got Clayton Jacobson today as a special no, guest. Clayton Jacobson, you bloody all right, first question, you fire away, Tony. <laughs> now, uh, Clayton, the first thing I want to ask you about the, uh, your film school, uh, the Swinburne. Yeah. Uh, you were there in the 80s, is that right? Uh, just a lot of... Yeah, uh, I, to go I, uh, I graduated there a couple of years after the dinosaurs froze over. That was in 1984. Wow, jeez. Yeah. You're yeah. old. Long, long time ago. And long a few a few other directors that, came from that uh, Swinburne... Um, Melbourne directors there too, is that right? Alexi Valdis, he came from there, did he? Well, Alexi, was just, he was in my year. Uh, oh, there you go. Quite a, yeah, quite a few, uh, quite a few standouts in the, in the year that I was there. It was uh, Mark Hanlon, who's gone on to do really good things. He's at the moment, he, he's um, directing and uh, producing uh, stuff like uh, Grand Design. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and then there's Peter Fork, who's a DOP, a director of photography, and Alex, who did Walt Boy, and yeah, that's and right, yeah. Uh, Kathy Chambers, who uh, was the camera person who did very well. So, yeah, there's been a, a few of us that have stuck our head out wow. from, the, from the, the Murph. Yeah, is that is that uh, film school still going, is it? Or? Yes, it is. Still uh, going, going oh, okay. It, it, it actually was very uh, undernourished when we were there. There wasn't a lot of funding from yeah. the government. And so it was sort of, you know, we were running on the smell of an oily rag. But, um, and using a lot of old... Um, a news gear uh, from the 60s, you know, like old 16mm uh, news cameras and what have you. Wow. Now, now I think they're all really well, uh, really well um, funded and um, got all the, all the mod cons. Well, they probably use their iPhone now to film uh, films now, is that right? <laughs> well, the funny thing, yeah, the funny thing is you could, you can. You you can know, yeah. that, that is very true. Uh, yeah, I saw the new ad for the iPhone 13 and uh, uh, they were shooting a movie on it. It was like, you know, have you seen that little, seen that little commercial? Yeah, well, there's, there's, uh, there's been a couple of filmmakers that have um, shot films on, on an iPhone. It, 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 it's been done a few times. In fact, I think some, there's been even a couple of films that have been shot using a webcam. You know, wow. So, you know, on your computer. So even, oh, yeah, even, yeah, um, I know. Yeah, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, storytelling, as long as it's a good story. That's right. Um, yeah. People are pretty yeah. forgiving about what format it's shown on or, yeah. or, or heard on, you know. Mm. Now, if I can get a question here, Clayton, because he, he just loves you and he adores no, you. He wants to be just like you when he grows up. Yeah, he thinks yeah, he's yeah. a director, but he's not. What do you mean, like, what, fat? He wants to be fat? No, <laughs> mate, we, I didn't say that. Uh, Come on. Oh, anyway, yeah, right, yeah, right. anyway, I was told, I mean, I, I know you did Kenny and all that, and you won lots of stuff for that, and you, you wrote it and directed it and all that, but I got told there was this movie 
or this this thing written about you and your brother called Brother's Nest. Is that true? Uh, yes, there, there, that is another film that I made um, not that long ago, about two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. called Brother's Nest. It wasn't. Um, it was written for Shane and I, but not a, not about Shane and I. So yeah, yeah, that's it was what a, I a, a writer that um, that I know wrote the film with Shane and me in mind. He had no idea of my family history, um, mm. and so. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience. Shane and I got to play brothers. Uh, which is something we don't get to do very often these days. Was it weird? So Was it weird? Was a bit weird at times. <laughs> um, you know, well, there's, there's, there's some pretty kooky stuff in there. I mean, like, uh, you know, Kenny is very much about decency and it's uh, and it's a comedy and it's about yeah. it's, it's heartwarming. Yeah. And this is pretty much the other. It's swinging the pendulum pretty much the other way. Was, wasn't it a dark comedy or something like it that? Is very, it is. It's very dark. It's it's really about a family where each member of the family feels they haven't really been validated by the other. And okay. it just shows you how that can go horribly wrong if, yeah. that is left, that, if that wound is left open and gaping for too long. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, who, who are your influences? Because I, um, I heard you like the Coen brothers and a few other people. I, I sort of Googled you today and, um, yeah. But who, who yeah, else? I'm, yeah, big fan of the Coen Brothers. I think their mm. their work is pretty consistently good. And um, you know, I, I, with all the classic sort of film directors that we hear people talk about, you know, I am a, a student of the '70s, so I do love, you know, the the Francis Ford Coppola's and yeah, um, yeah. you know, the you know, uh, I, I I like some of Woody Allen's early stuff, yes, 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 yeah, Allen, yes, stuff yes. but um, but I uh, I was. Um, I was a big fan of some obscure stuff as well. You know, I mean, Midnight Cowboy was one of my favourite films. Love Midnight Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. Film, yeah. yeah. So John Fosinger, so he, he was uh, talented. And, um, you know, people like Arthur Miller and, like, you know, they did films like, I don't oh, know if you've yeah. ever seen Little Big Man, but a film like that. Yeah. Um, I really found, you know, I really loved um, some of those epic tales, like The Man Who Would Be King or Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, they were wow, films great I was films, yes. Loving when I was younger, you know. Hey, Clayton, can I just ask you a question? Because I, I sort of, I didn't really watch um, much of Kenny, but I, I sort of, I lied because I, I sort of watched it last night, but I tried to watch it really quick so I could talk to you today. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I noticed the, the, the soundtrack. Is, is, the sound, is the guy from the soundtrack in Kenny the same guy in the soundtrack as Brothers Nest? No. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, smart. Sorry. Aye, aye. <laughs> Go on, sorry. No, it is. And it's funny, you know, I, um, I, I heard you, one of your guests you had on not so long ago was John Favaro. Yeah, Bullfrog. John Favaro. Yeah, we yeah. love him. And I, I know John because um, you know I, did, I, I directed all the Bad Loves videos. Well, that's oh, what I want to talk to you about. That was, my, that was my next question. Yeah, and of course, John also did a bit of playing with Boom Crash Opera. Ah, yes, yes, yes. this is where we come full circle. So the guy that did all the music on Kenny and all the music on Brothers Dance is uh, Richard Pleasant. Richard Pleasant. There you go, from Boom Crash Opera. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in Dalesford. That's right, yeah. So, you know, I used to do a lot of editing and directing of music videos, and it was sort of ironic because, you know, I put pictures to some of Richard's early music and now he's putting music to my pictures. So it's sort of, Mm. it's nice the way it all sort of. I got told that you're in a band. Have you got a band and what do you do? Is that true? Well, uh, 
I've always had a I've always had a love of, of music, yeah. and uh, I was very lucky growing up. I had a father who was a drummer, and so I think he imparted wow. a lot of his love of music on me. And so yeah, I started off as a drummer, and then when I moved out of home, I moved into a flat, and you know, as you know, it's very hard to play drums in a flat. So I migrated to guitar. And anyway, long story short, um, when we came out to live um, out out in the hills, yeah. where, which is you know, we lived near Whittlesea. Um, I ended up being introduced to sort of um, a lot of old time music, you know, bluegrass. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. And, blue, and yes. so I got into a bit of the uh, double bass. Ooh, nice. Oh, and, um, Ooh, yes. So I'm in a band called the Duck Down Pickers, and uh, we play a lot of old timey stuff. And I, I hide behind the, the big double bass there, and it's great fun. I love it. So you play, you, you're, you're, play you're a double bass. Bass player. Yeah. Ooh, hard to play double bass. Very hard to play. Bullfrog plays a double bass. Yeah, well, he doesn't really play. He just sits in the room. Yes, in he the does. Nah. Anyway, sorry, Clayton. Nah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> now, Clayton, going back to uh, the bad luck, you did quite a, video, quite a few videos. You did um, Holy Roadside. You did, um, was it? Um, Green Limousine. Uh, what's the other one? Green Limousine, yeah. Green Limousine. Yep. You did quite a few. How many, how many videos did you do for the bad loves? Ah, it was, it was a lot. They were a very loyal bunch. Um, they, it was an interesting, I think one of the reasons, quite honestly, why I got a lot of work with them is they, they absolutely hated the idea of music videos. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah, they and I agreed with them to a certain extent because it, it enforces images on music. And one of the great things about music is that it sends you away into a world where your imagination takes flight. Mm. And so I kind of agree with them. So we always worked hard to not make music videos that really were too derivative of, of, of pushing one idea or another. But we, yeah, we did do lots of uh, We did uh, yeah, Green Limousine and uh, yeah. I Remember and Lost. Wow, we did The true. Wait with Jimmy Barnes. That was oh, great. I love that one. We wow, hung yeah. out with Jimmy for three days. Um, and then I did the, the their second album, The Holy Roadside. I literally uh, lived with them and, and stayed with them for a year and a half and filmed the entire making of the second album from the early demos all the way through wow. the release of the album and then going on tour and mm. followed them all the way to America where they mixed the album as well. So that was a great experience. Mm. So were they love jobs or you got paid? No, I got paid, but it was, um, they were music videos and so yeah. there was never a lot of money. Um, but again, you know, talking about how the world comes full circle, I'm still friends with, you know, with Chris DeBone, the drummer, and yeah. and, yes. um, and Michael. I haven't, I haven't seen John for a while. Uh, or Irish, for that matter, who John replaced yeah, for a right, while. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I believe Irish is, is back with uh, yeah, Michael he's back with the band. But my son actually directed the last music video for um, for the Bad Love. So that was kind really of nice. your son. He's, he's a director, is he? How old's your son? He's twenty-five. Wow, he can direct some of our videos, yeah. some of our uh, skits. No, well, we, could, we wouldn't. We wouldn't yeah. be able to afford him. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need a director. <laughs> you also did NXS video, did you? Or that, um... I did, yeah. I did, yeah. I did a couple of NXS videos. Wow. I, I shot one in LA uh, in a hangar uh, mm. for a film clip called Time, and that was great fun. We yep. we flew over there and uh, we uh, I, I stayed, hung out with them in San Francisco while they were playing up there, and hung out backstage, and then um, and then we came down to LA and we mm. set up this enormous. Um, video shoot where we filmed the entire concert with about 13 cameras and wow. uh, we, we were also very lucky we, we hired a lot of Spielberg's crew oh my god so I had a lot of I had a lot of his cameramen and, and stuff on board and that was really a, a big buzz for me it was one of my first lucky breaks yeah. and um, the music video went 
went really well. And uh, mm. and uh, we, we, I'll tell you one funny story. When we edited the music video together to show the band, yeah, I, I, I wanted to save them the trouble of rewinding the tape. So I said, look, we'll just transfer the clip, the, the rough cut of the clip, down, you know, twice, so they can just watch it one after the other. Yeah. Um, and anyway, when the, the word came back, the manager came back and, said, and he said, after much consideration, the band have decided to go with the second version. And um, and my producer what? said, oh my God, what are we going to tell them? And I said, we're going to tell them we'll go with the second version. But uh, unfortunately, the poor buggers had obviously spent quite a bit of time trying to work out which of the two versions they preferred yeah. without really knowing that they were identical in every way. <laughs> I say I do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Good story. True story. Hey, hey, can I just jump in there? Hey, were you in Animal Kingdom? I you, what? Oh, my God. Which one? The Australian or the American one? Uh, well, I wish I was in the American one because they would have paid a lot more. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, because <laughs> I love them both. I was in the Aussie, Aussie movie. So oh, I played right. the stepfather. Yeah, Gus, Gus Emery, yeah? Gus yeah. Emery. Yeah, yeah. So it was... Uh, that was great. David Michaud was the director. He's a good mate of mine. We went to acting class together and, and we hung out for a long while when he was living in Melbourne. And he's actually in Kenny. Uh, David, who directed... There are actually a few directors yeah. um, in in, uh, in Kenny. So uh, the nurse in Kenny is David Michaud. In mm. fact, the guy that's naked in the um, toilets um, at, at one of the festivals is Creed uh, Stenders, who's one of Australia's most uh, busy directors. He did uh, Red Dog. And film oh, like yeah. that. And, oh, then, and you uh, got him in the nude. Another director, yeah. And then oh. there's another director uh, in there called Bernard Derriman. And Bernard went on to America, went on to direct um, all of the um, Bob Burgers cartoons. In, oh in, my uh, god! LA. I love Bob's Burgers. Your dad runs a boxing gym in um, Rabbitong. Is that true? That's absolutely correct. He's, he's uh, been running that gym for. Gee, well over 60 years now, I think. He's uh, dad's 86. 60 years? And uh, he uh, still he doesn't get in the ring anymore, but he does go down there, and um, it is his gym. And, uh, you know, but he was, he was hitting the bags and getting in the ring, you know, as, as early as uh, three three years ago. He's just, he's had what? a couple of hip replacements wow. since then, so mm-hmm. he's had to take it a bit easy. So what, did you and, and your brothers all jump in the ring? Did, were you professional boxers? Why, you know, like... No, we weren't, weren't professional, but I certainly, uh, a good mate of mine, and I loved it when we were younger. So, yeah. I, you know, there were, I guess from the age of about 14 to 19, yeah. I, um, I did quite a lot of boxing, uh, sparring, and we, we, we'd get in the ring together and like a lot of mates have a good giggle about it later on. But I never, I never wanted to do anything professionally or, and I, I, you know, I can handle myself in the ring, but I would never, I would never put myself in a tournament or anything like that. But, uh, I have been to a couple of those and they're bloody. They're, they're, um, you know, I've, I've gone with Dad. I've actually filmed, I've got a little short film called The Trainer where I filmed Dad taking a couple of his boys to a couple of matches. And, yeah, my God, they can be um, very Ooh. bloody affairs. Hey, so is there anything you haven't done? I mean, you're a boxer, you're a director, you're an actor, you're a singer, you're a bloody in the band. Is there anything, Editor, is there anything you want to do that you haven't done yet? Yeah, ballet, but I don't look that good. Ballet, I used to do ballet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you look good in the tutu. Ballet, yeah, ballet. Yeah. I think I need a four four or a five yeah, five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you also acted in. Um, I know you did. You do a bit of acting, but you, you acted in one of my favourite Australian films. He died with a falafel in his hand. Yeah, 
Who? Oh, right. Well, yeah, 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 you, yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, that was for uh, Richard Lowenstein. And, um, mm. yeah, I played the, uh, the Repo Man. Repo and, Man. And that, was, wow. that was great fun. It was, um, I remember that, it was yeah. one of the first decent roles that any of my mates... Yeah, you know, I'm very lucky. I've got a lot of director friends that put me in their films, and I guess I'm cheap talent. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I've been, I have been lucky to... You know, sometimes... I mean, the last one that I did was... Uh, with, with Paul Hogan, and it was just, you know, it's just great. Paul to, Hogan, what did oh, you do with him? With uh, Dean uh, Murphy. Yes, that's right, with wonderful Dean. And, the actor, uh, uh, director, sorry. An, an absolute gentleman, and uh, it was great, great fun. And uh, But no, I really uh, enjoyed being in uh, Falafel when that came out. That was some some time ago now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I enjoy ago, acting, yeah. it's not... Unlike my brother, my brother lives for it. I, I, I enjoy it, but it's um, I, I much prefer being behind the camera than in front of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I think I think having a foot in both sides hopefully makes me a better director. I hope. Oh, know. for sure. You know the brother's nest. Oh, I'm going to go back to that. Well, I, yep. I got told. You know how normally when you shoot a movie because you're a, a champion director. Oh, this is a two pronged question. You know, like, you shot that in sequence, didn't you? So, so it was just one after the other and, like, the way it was supposed to be done, yeah? I mean, you didn't go all over the place. Yeah, well, f- films are usually shot out of order. Yeah, yeah. Um, because so much of the... The movie is meant to be uh, real time. It, 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 it's like, you know, it's almost like the two hours you spend watching the film yeah. is literally the two hours that everything happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we felt that it, it made sense to um, to work, uh, you know, in in, re- in in that kind of way and keep it in order. And and also we did it um, that way because we're. I don't think we could have been able to do that if we weren't shooting everything pretty much in one location. Yeah. So we were we were sort of in one location, which made it a lot easier to do that. But yes, for the most part, we might have shot out a sequence a couple of times, but ninety eight percent of the time we were shooting. Yeah, in, in, in sequence. I found that quite interesting. And and what about when you meet all these superstars? I mean, did you just take it in your stride? Or, or like Ralph, do you get starstruck? I mean, look, before he started talking to you, he, he, he was mumbling and fumbling. Are you like that? Like once nah, you meet, like, well, what's he going to be like if he meets an, act, an actual star? No, well, you are the star. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, the answer to that is, um, I, I guess early on, uh, when I started doing music videos yeah. in the early 80s, I was, you know, being put in the room with Crowded House and oh my God. You know, Jimmy Barnes and yeah. Midnight Oil. And you know, I was very lucky. I got to work with almost all of the acts that were prominent at the time. Yeah. And, yeah, I was I was starstruck, you know, when I was meeting them. But, you know, uh, the more you get to meet uh, people that you are impressed by and that, that are that are in the limelight. Yeah. Um. I, I must say that the the more you get to meet them, the more you realise that we're all pretty much the same. Exactly. We all live with the same fears and the same desires. And, no, um, no. and you know, even there there are there are videos on YouTube I've seen of very famous people getting starstruck when they meet people. That, no. You know, Who? Yeah. Who? So no. oh, oh well, people like um. Uh, what was the one I was watching the other day uh, was uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Um, get, getting all, uh, getting very weirded out because she was near um, uh, the singer, Stefan, uh, what was, what's her name? Um, uh, I've got to remember her surname. I don't remember her surname, but it was a, a singer that she Yeah. Was, 
and she, she was actually embarrassed to meet her. So oh my God, and she's an and she's a world acclaimed actress, superstar. I know, I know, I know but that's the thing. You see, we all have, we all have. Uh, I mean, I used to get nervous around my uncle. You know, <laughs> Is he a superstar? Is he a superstar? No. Look up to them so much. Oh, you know, right. yeah, yeah, you do. You know, yeah. yeah. So, um, and Kenny is, is is based very heavily on my uncles. You know. So, okay. Um, but no, I still get. I mean, I you know I was nervous around Paul Hogan. You know, I, he's a huge uh, influence on, on me. I, yeah. I had the good fortune of uh, getting to meet Jerry Lewis once. Jerry Lewis, oh, I love Jerry Lewis. Really? Did you I get starstruck? I loved him. I was. I, like he was. Uh, I grew up mimicking. A lot of his stuff, you know, I love... Oh, yeah, we all watch his movies. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. You it. Thank you. Uh, wow. How long ago so was that yeah. when you met him? Yeah, when did you meet Jerry? Uh, well, we we were invite, invited to a ball that he was at here, but I also spoke to him in Vegas. Oh, my God. I saw mm. him in the mid-'80s with... Sammy Davis Jr. And, Sammy uh, Davis Jr. And, uh, yeah, I but love I, him. I, I, I didn't meet Sammy, but I did. I did um, meet Jerry. But he was. Uh, I was trying to see if I could get. I'd heard rumours that he was doing a sequel to um, the Nutty Professor, and I was trying to see if I could get on. The yeah. Set. Oh, and, really? And um, and what? Unfortunately, he at the time had decided not to direct it himself. And that they were um, putting it on hold, and of course, as we know, it ended up being Eddie made Mer by, um, yeah. Eddie, by Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Hey, um, did you look at Sammy Davis Jr.'s glass eye? Did you try and, and work out which which eye was glass and which one wasn't? <laughs> no, that's, no, I actually it... had never. I've, I've never been in. in uh, never got to meet uh, Sammy, but uh, oh. but uh, what a what a great star! Oh, oh yeah, yeah, very talented. I went and saw him here when he was here with. Sinatra and uh, oh no! That was that was a great. Uh, what a great. Did you see there. that live? It was fantastic. Yeah. It was oh great. my uh, God, Sinatra! It was a very. Uh, I, I had a good friend who who was um, good friends with Sammy, and they would always throw parties for him. And mm. um, apparently, he was just the soul of the earth. He really was a, a lovely fellow. Did you go to any of them parties? No, I I, I have got one. Story that uh, I still to this day it, it, it kills me to sort of say it. But um, give us it. Uh, give us it. Well, this one particular friend of mine, um, when uh, he did, he used to put on parties for Sammy Davis, and so when Sammy uh -huh. came out here with with um, Sinatra uh -huh. um, and Liza, and I think it was Liza Minnelli as well. Liza uh, Minnelli, Judy Garland's so daughter. I know. So we're going to put on ah. a big party uh, for them and they in, and they invited me along and they said look it's going to be next Wednesday oh, it'll no. be at the it'll be at the Hyatt we'll have dinner and uh, <laughs> keep the night free so I sat there on the Wednesday waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting and it got to like 9.30 at night yeah and there was no call nothing at all and uh, this was before mobile phones and I went oh bugger it you know they're obviously not going to do it and so I went and saw a movie and oh, then when no! I came home there was an answering machine no that, um, yeah, meet us at the Hyatt, it's on, we're going to meet for dinner at 10, and so I missed out on... Oh, my God! Oh. Did you kick yourself yeah. really hard? I did, I oh. did, but then I found out that they did, <laughs> on that particular evening, yeah. it was a little bit of, it was a bit of a frosty dinner, because <laughs> apparently the night before, yeah. Sammy had said to, to Sinatra, yeah. I'm not going to do anything tonight, I'm going to have, I'm going to lay low, yeah. and then Sinatra said, you know, I'm thinking the same. But unbeknownst to both of them, yeah. they had arranged a, a separate party of their own, and they told the Hyatt 
about this, and the Hyatt assumed that they were together oh. and put them in the one room. Yeah. So they had all, they both lied to each other about not having a party, and all of their guests and the, the two of them rocked up at the same location. No! They had lied to each other. So the <laughs> night that I was due to meet them, they were having another dinner, but it was a little bit, yeah, it was a little bit frosty. Oh, no! Mate, yeah. imagine the stories you could have told. <laughs> well, I just said tell one. Yeah, but I mean, if you had a gone there, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know if I had a gone there, I could have given you more detail. You would have gone but, into uh, the toilets with him and all that. You know what yeah. they do? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they do. That's right. Clay, just want to ask you about uh, what you're working on now, the dream, dream screen. The what? Yes, well, yeah. uh, I've got a uh, COVID, you know, it's had a big effect on all of us, of course. And uh, when I, I uh, when that hit, I thought, oh, God, that'll be my film career gone for a while. And um, it was certainly looking that way. And then I mm. thought, well, if we can't travel, how are we going to do this stuff? And I've been playing around with this virtual production technology for a few years, mm. and no one had really taken it that seriously. Uh, and then, of course, The Mandalorian uh, hit, and was made very much with this technology, and everyone suddenly got very excited, and I went, okay, now is the time. Yeah. So I've put together a, product, a, a virtual production studio. We've worked on a number of projects already. We did um, the ABC show called The Fires, um, yep. and we worked on La Brea for um, Universal, yep. and we've done a number of commercials, and we just finished working on another TV show that hasn't come out yet, and it's great. It's, it's basically LED technology. It's you know, you're working with giant televisions, basically. Mm. You put actors in front of them and you put, you know, a world behind them. And if you film it in the right way, it looks like they're actually at that location. So it's and like a... Start, yeah. Yeah, like a massive green screen. It is. Uh, except yeah. you're not having to put that background in later on. That's it's right, yeah. done live yeah. in front of the camera. It looks very real. Um, we do a lot of simulated travel stuff too. So, you know, you put a car in front of the screens and start showing background plates. And, you know, it really, and you can see all the backgrounds reflected in the uh, car's uh, bodywork, and it looks very real. And you yep. can save productions an enormous amount of money and effort. They're not having to get big product, uh, big uh, police escorts, and, you know, they don't have to work in the rain. And, yep. uh, you know, if you've got small children or what have you, you know, you're not putting them in danger because they're in a studio. So, yeah, it's a great, um, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great technology, and I think it's going to be around for a while. So it's all that James Bond stuff, that's all done like that, is it? When they, uh, Mission Impossible, that's all, you know, jumping yeah, well, off buildings. You know, I think, I think films will always use, you know, green screen technology yep. off and on, but this, this is very much starting to get get the attention of, all, of most of the uh, producers uh, uh, around town, and it, it, is a, uh, it is a great way of working because you see the results right there in front of you. You know, the actor isn't just staring at a big green sheet imagining they're seeing the very thing that they're meant to be yeah. emoting to. So it makes it makes the performances that little bit more believable. Mm. Where do you get the time? I mean, like, when do, you, do you get more than 24 hours in a day? Like, when do you get to do all this stuff? Like, have you got a manager that says, now, for this, for 8 o'clock you do that, 9 o'clock, is it all set out for you? Well, sadly, uh, I've always been driven to do things. Um, I've, I, it does sound like I've done a lot, and I guess I probably have. Well, you have. There's a lot of there's a lot of things I haven't done. Like when I was younger, ballet, I was ballet. Very, I, I was very. Yeah, well, that's right. I, I was very determined to um, to fit a lot.
might yeah. not have been at the pub as much as most of my mates were, or I might not have been going to the movies as much. I, I, I have uh, worked, it's fair to say that I do very long hours. I usually get up at about 5.36 in the morning. I'm usually what? at the office by 7. Shit. And because um, wow. then I can get a couple of good hours in answering emails without distraction. And then, yeah. and then I'm usually working till, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And... Uh, and then I, you know, and then you know, on the weekends, I, I, I certainly do everything in my power to hand my time over to my family so that yeah. they can at least get to see me. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it is hard work, but I love it. It's uh, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. You are driven, bloody yep. hell! Yep. Are you driven? And what are you working on now, Clayton? You anything coming up? Like, are you doing any uh, uh, feature film or a TV show or anything? Well, the sad thing about Thing, the best thing about feature films, they take forever to bloody make. And they, uh, I, I, in the last 15 years, I've written, I think, maybe five or six of them. And some of them are, are like a couple of sci-fi films uh, with, that require big budgets, and a couple of them are, are fairly easy to make. Yeah. So the good thing, I, I have been working on a low-budget feature film with the band, the Melbourne Scar Orchestra, with Nicky Boomba. And <laughs> that's been very exciting. So, but that's still probably another year away from being released because we're doing, we're making that film, we were making that film while they were all on tour, which of course is harder and harder to do now. Um, the, there, is a, there is a project that I'm very excited about, which um, I'm hoping will, will happen uh, soon. It's a, a feature film, it's an animated uh, film. Yeah. But for the next year, my hands are pretty well uh, full with uh, Dream Scheme, trying to get that up and running and we're opening a couple of others we're trying to uh, open up one in uh, the gold coast and one down in geelong as well so i'm pretty busy with that at the moment oh, and um and, and 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 loving it you know it's uh hopefully oh, this COVID yeah. thing will you know will start to um sort itself out in the next couple of years and yeah. we might all get to travel again because mm. um you know i was due to make a film when COVID started yeah i had a film set up with guy pierce and oh, we were wow. about to go off to bulgaria to shoot it bulgaria yeah, well, they've got, I don't know if you've heard, but they have a couple of very smart, rich young guys have built in Bulgaria yeah. a back lot that is very much like the back lots you see in LA. So there is a, they have a four, uh, four, uh, four blocks of Harlem built, yeah. four stories high. Yeah. They have four blocks of LA, uh, four blocks of London, yeah. four mm. blocks of Rome. They even have a miniature version of the Colosseum. Oh my God! And um, and it's just a, a lot of movies that you would not expect have been shot there. Um, we had Ben Kingsley on board. Wow. Ben Kingsley, uh, on, oh, on, one of my favourite actors. Well, but Marvel, Marvel Comics came along and took him from us. But um, uh, but it was interesting. One of the reasons why we uh, we were able to get Ben is that he had been um, he had actually shot quite a few films in Bulgaria and loved it over there. So oh. so it is a, a very uh, popular sort of spot for. Uh, to make a good mate of mine, uh, Patrick Hughes, has done the um, the bodyguard you yeah. know, films, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and um, th th they have been shot there as well. So um, we were due to go there, and then of course COVID killed that. But um, I hope that that uh, we get to a place where we can mm. um, maybe go back and do that because it would apart from it being a film that I really love. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was looking forward to. Um, shooting something in a foreign country. That would yeah. have been interesting. Hey, if you need a couple of shams, we, we, we'll work for a pine sauce. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So, gotcha. Yeah, you, we'll, uh, you don't have to pay us. Just give us a pie. Yeah, no, fair enough. Sweet. That's yeah. almost better than what I get. For, uh, <laughs> Come on, mate. You'd get a lot more than that. 
So I got so 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 Glenn, I got a script there. I don't know if you know. I was uh, oh, I used to work for um, mate. I used to work for uh, Beat Magazine. Remember Beat Magazine? I do remember Beat Magazine. Uh, with uh, yes, yeah, so with Rob first, and I used, I used to, to beat, beat it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I used to be their uh, deck collector. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, wow. so I've written yeah. I've written a pilot there, and uh, yeah, I've just finished it actually. I'm doing another draft, so about my days of deck collecting, and um, yeah, so I can send it to you and yeah, have a look at it. Or I put it in the shredder. Put in the colourful stuff, colourful stuff. I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. You're not that. You're not that debt collector that I've heard stories about, eh? There's a debt collector that in the western suburbs. I don't. I don't know his name. Yeah. But um. But he rides around on a bicycle. He doesn't have a car license. Yeah. And, oh, right. uh, if, really? if he knocks on your door, you better you better hide. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Wrong bloke. Wrong bloke. <laughs> not me. No, yeah, not right. me. My daughter. My daughter stands up over him. So, yeah, yeah. Now, when I finish it, when I'm on a habit, I'll send it to you, all right? You can have a look at it. Oh, all right. Dave. Have a read. Who do you want to play you? The Paul deck collector. Play, I play myself. Ah, <laughs> oh, listen to you. You don't want to, you don't want to play not, him back to, to play you? Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like, this. I'm like Sylvester Stallone, mate. Either I do it or no one else does it. Now, Clayton, we're, we're taking up too much of your time. Too much time. of your time, mate. You yeah. are a bloody legend. The yeah. only superstar that would just talk for as, as long as we, we require. Oh, we can talk all day. Yeah, I know. We can talk all day here. <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll do it every Friday, okay? Yeah, because, can we yeah, catch up Friday. every Friday? Every Friday. Sounds fair, fair enough. You're a legend, mate. <laughs> the Clayton Jacob Shub podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what about we give him a big, big yeah, hand? Yeah, big round of Because, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, unless yeah, we yeah. got one more... Can we ask you one more question, Clay? Of course, of course. All right, go on, you shoot, because he loves you, Clay. I love nah, you too, take it, but he gets all... Yeah, 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 go on, yeah, give yeah. it to him, go on. What is your favourite film of all time? Oh, my God! You can watch every week. Anything. Well, that's a hard, that's a hard one, because, you know, well, I don't know if it's the same with you, but films that I love, and not necessarily. It's often based on the mood that you're in. You know, yeah, like what's yeah. the mood that I'm in for what? So if I'm in a, I, I do like watching, believe it or not, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and because of no other reason except it was one of the first films yeah. that I saw where I went, oh, science fiction films can be realistic. They don't have to be kind of corny yeah. popcorn. Movies that and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, oh Stanley Kubrick, yeah, yeah. that was a horny I was film. very young when I saw that, yeah. and I thought it was a bloody documentary, it was so realistic. Yeah, but um, so I like those. And then, as I said before, Midnight Cowboy, oh, uh, yeah. was one of the first films that I ever wept through. I just, you know, I, I, I was so Moved. amazed that I could watch this film that was really basically just about two men, yeah, that found, that found each other and validated each other yeah. in a way that was yep. so moving. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was made by, uh, it was made by a gay director, but it certainly wasn't really mm. a, a film that you would label as a, yeah. as a gay movie. Was it wasn't Brokeback Mountain. But it was a film that was absolutely uh, about the strength and value of validating strangers and being kind. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and also about lost dreams. You know, uh, you know, you know, the cowboy going to the big city with yep. these amazing dreams, and then the thing shattered. It's, yep. a, it's actually quite an interesting film about how difficult it is to succeed in America and how cutthroat yeah. it really is over mm. there. So uh, I, I, I was fifteen when I saw it. And I, was wow. I mean, a boy from the western suburbs. I was sitting there going, "What? What the hell is this movie? It's really uh, quite." 
fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's unlike anything else I've ever seen, you know. Well, Clayton, we're, we're going to end it on that note because yeah. if you can be anything in this world, you would. what would you want to be? You'd want to be kind, yeah? We want to treat people the way that we want to be treated. And, and that That's was right. a great way to end it, Clayton. You are a bloody legend. And we just want to give you a big round of applause because you've been our favourite guest so far. Here we yeah. go. There's Clayton Jacobson, ladies and gentlemen. What a bloody legend. So do you want to say anything before you go, buddy? Oh, well, what a pleasure it's been talking to you guys. You so you, It's wonderful to hear your enthusiasm. Yes. And so I just wish everyone in my world <laughs> to me with the level of the joy and enthusiasm I'm getting from you guys. Oh, no, right. well, don't forget us in the next movie. My partner does not talk to me with the level of enthusiasm I'm getting from you guys. Oh, so, thank we you. you. We love you. Yeah, well, good on you. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you, Tom Clayton. Thank you for inviting me on board your show. I really appreciate it. Mate, no worries, mate. All right. A big end. Respect to you, soon. Thanks, Clayton. Thanks, Clayton. We'll call you back. You're a legend. Thank you. I'm Tony Shump, Ralph Nardella. And I'm Dominica Tonya Zampara. And we'll see you next what time. What a show, mate. I just want to say what a show, Clayton, Mark. Clayton, oh, Jason. Oh, that was, yes. Uh, you still got a fat from the interviewing yeah, 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 yeah. him. You yeah, love yeah. him, don't you? <laughs> anyway, all right, let's finish it off. Okay, I'm Tony Shell Ralph Nardella. And I'm Dominic Antonio Tobada. And we'll see you next time on... Shumka! Shumka.